Hi guys, welcome back to Conscious Conversations. I'm Miriam, your host, and I have a special guest today. Um, Shaz, sorry, I was gonna say it. I normally start with riddles, but I feel like because of who you are and the conversations I wanna have with you, I'm gonna save the riddle to the end. <laughs> but um, you lot are ready for this one. Like this person is someone that I have taken as a mentor without this person probably even knowing. <laughs> trust me, trust and believe, yeah. This girl has, mentally influenced me and i have mad love for her i'm gonna let her introduce herself Go on. hi i'm shaz do i look at the camera look at the camera baby hi i'm shaz um i'm a personal trainer mm-hmm. um model head wrap stylist mm-hmm. and just anything that i think of on the spot you know like that <laughs> i am that she is she is the, the the Nike hijabi jewel, like she was the person that made it. You know, I mean, like, I remember, I remember being. So I've been obviously doing my boxing and stuff for what two and a half, almost three years now. I remember a year in, yeah, thinking no one's looking like me, no one's doing what I do, all of this sort of stuff. And I'm just going through my gram one time, and I see Shaz in a hijab, in a Nike hijab. I was spun. I was like, we made it, guys. Somebody made it. Like, somebody we know like a sister do you know what i mean yeah and i remember actually when i first do you remember when we first met like the initial meeting no i don't <laughs> no, yeah i just remember Three. seeing you around Three. the gym yeah. so yeah do you know what it is i remember i must have i don't know if i was waiting on raf or i was finishing on raf it's mm. a street street gym by the way guys brixton pull up it's a vibe go do your thing mm. but um i think you were waiting on a client or mm. you had a client with you and I was looking at you and you were looking at me. And we were just eyeing each other up. <laughs> <laughs> and we were eyeing each other up, yeah. And then I was like, I don't know if you said hey first or I said hey first. And I just remember speaking to her thinking, raw, like, this is really her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how bad that is now? Obviously now I know you, I'm just like, oh yeah, it's shouts like it is, it is. But back then, <laughs> That's funny. I was like, raw, like, it's, it's the girl that she, she'd be on Nike, like she'd be getting the bag or whatever. She'd be doing a lot for us. So I want to go into like your journey like your story like because obviously i know you on a personal level so i understand who you are as a person but i want the people to know like how why fitness like how what was your journey what was your route to even beginning and you know making your way there and kind of being that blueprint for a lot of now hijabi it's a it's a big title but that's you like i think a lot of the reason one of the bigger reasons why we see a lot of these um hijabis in fitness or in the gym or whatever and making that more public mm. is because you're one of the first mm. do you get it um so go into that a little bit like i want to know more about that well i started um i started getting into fitness like from when i was in like from when from young you yeah. know i've been on and off it um but there was a point i can pinpoint a time like in my life where mm. i really thought you know i'm gonna not even career-wise, just health-wise. Mm. Like, I really want to take my fitness seriously. And um, I think I was, like, I think maybe I was 14, 15. I started going to wow. the gym. Okay. Um, and there was this gym that I started going to, um, which was, like, a, my local leisure centre. And they had, like, this junior concession, pay-as-you-go, that was, like, a pound fifty. Oh, where are these gyms now? <laughs> pay-as-you-go. Where are these gyms now? <laughs> £1.50 for a gym pass. Yeah, so literally I used to go like on the weekends, mm-hmm. like once or twice a week I used to right. go. And um, the reason why I actually really wanted to do it was because um, um, like 
heart disease and mm-hmm. illness and, yeah. and stuff like that. I just it just really clicked. Like at the time it was just after my one of my aunts passed away. She's not my first aunt that I've seen pass away and but mm-hmm. at the time I was kind of old enough to understand you know to understand like how why? She, like why and mm-hmm. like you know I've, like she was she's she died in Mauritius but wow. she was recently with us in London at mm. the time and just she wasn't you know they she wasn't that old like you know yeah. so um and like I said, I was old enough to like notice the patterns mm-hmm. in my family, and I just really thought um, at the time my dad was still with me, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just really just wanted to do something and break that cycle, mm-hmm. um, and try and make some changes within myself, and hopefully it trickles down, inshallah. Inshallah. Okay, <laughs> it's already trickling. <laughs> it be, ever since I, it's been trickling. Trust mm. me. Um, you know what? That's so interesting because I think. For a lot of people, their entry point into fitness is through health mm. or through understanding health. It's never really... I mean, a lot of people have the whole, I want to look a type of way, I want to do this, that and the other. Mm. But nine times out of ten, it's from a health purpose. Whether you know somebody that's, you know, been on the offense of that or, mm. you know, you experience something yourself. I think it's so mad. Like, And I think because we don't see people like us, like hijabis, mean like in the gym stuff like that. I remember growing up, um, I did GCCP. Mm. I was the only hijabi in my in my year group. I was the first hijabi to do GCCP like mm. on record, really? and people found that mad. Yeah, I even thought, raw, what am I doing? <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's really interesting. It's mad, like because I don't know if it's there's always got to be a first. Mm. You get there's always got to be someone that does it for you to feel a bit more comfortable to do it. Mm. And I remember doing like you know, like, talking to my teacher, and she must have been telling me, like, you know, because you wear a scarf, people are going to look at you a type of way. Mm. Like, this is, it's not common, so Mm. to say, like... Where did you go to school? So, this was when I moved, so I moved to Chingford at this point, so it was a predominantly white area anyways. Um, So, yeah, so I remember um, speaking to her, and, you know, all of a sudden you start picking up little things, and you notice little things, people make two, two comments, and you feel raw, like, so what? Because I'm covering now, it's a, why is it different? Yeah. And it made me think a lot because when you even, I think even nowadays, although people are starting, like more hijabi women are starting to jump into it, it's still a mad, it's very new. Yeah, yeah. So like, on a, still, yeah. Like if I need alien. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, unlike you, I actually started wearing hijab like five years ago. Okay. So when I did start fitness, it wasn't as a hijabi. So that in itself was a transition like speak on that so how how did you how did people around you react when you did put on the hijab and you continued to do what you did well it was a way less of a big deal than i thought it was going to be it was actually pretty it was actually pretty pretty anticlimactic wow (laughs) like Like, y'all took my moment okay i need more i need more for you lot no but this is the thing like hear me out i'm hearing you if I knew how 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 little of a deal it would have been, I probably would have started wearing it time ago. Yeah, yeah. a lot earlier in my life. Um, at the time that I started wearing it, um, mm-hmm. I just left like I just left my job, um, and it was just before Ramadan, mm. um, and I, I this was like the year that I kind of wanted to wear it. So mm-hmm. I just thought instead of waiting until Ramadan to start, let right. me just start wearing it now. Cool. Um, 
but even throughout Ramadan, I noticed that one thing that I, I really hesitated to do was actually wear it in the gym. So I was, I was yeah. completely comfortable wearing my hijab everywhere, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, covering everywhere. But then when it came to the gym, I was just stuck. It's so weird, then I would, I, would take, I would take off my hijab and then tr- wear my usual gym clothes right. to go to the gym. And then one day I tried it and it was nerve wracking the first time. Mm-hmm. And this is like having been going to the gym yeah. for how long? Like it's it, it felt like I was just it was my first day in yeah. the gym period. It's mad. <laughs> it's so wild. I was like really self conscious. Mm. But again, it's like like I say, we build it up to be so much of a bigger deal than it mm. actually is. Like as much as I was really self conscious, like who really was looking at me? Yeah. Like, people might look because, you know, you look different. Yeah, because you're outwardly different. But then people look would look at me anyway because I was a girl banging jeans. You know, like that. <laughs> That's true. It's facts. People are looking at me anyway because I was a girl banging weights. Yeah. So now all it is is that I'm girl banging weights with a scarf on my head. Mm-hmm. And it, it is what it is. So did you... <laughs> do you know what? That's actually... That's so... I find that so fascinating because I don't know many hijabis that have had it not necessarily easy, but I've had that experience. Mm. Do you get like I know me myself before I, I joined street gym. Mm. See the messes that I went through. <laughs> it was mad. But for me, because I was in growing up anyways, more time I was the only hijabi regardless, it was nothing new to me. Mm. Do you see it? But it's almost like every time something like that happens, it's like, rah, this is really this is really still a conversation. Like people are really still fascinated by it. Um have you actually ever gone through anything or whether it's work-wise through like companies or whether it's through just gym experiences where somebody <coughs> has kind of looked down on you or made you feel a type of way just because you were like that hijabi chick that was banging weights? Um, it's hard to pinpoint a moment only because only because I let it slide, like it drips off me like water. Like, sweat, <laughs> like that gym sweat off the bag of weights. <laughs> she said, let me just drip. Um, That's lit. And then also it's like by the time, so let me just, let me just start from the beninging. The beninging, <laughs> the beninging. So when, so what it was is like, when I did start, again, when I, when I did, there was a point in my life where, where um, you know, I was studying sports, uh, sports science okay sports science and then at the time like i was kind of figuring out my where i wanted to go at this time i saw wasn't a hijabi mm-hmm. <laughs> you said this before this is, like i feel free. like i feel like it's it's important it's yeah i feel like it's it's, it's just it's a important point in the story no it is definitely um but um yeah at this point i was still kind of like deciding what i wanted to do in the fitness industry i've mm-hmm. always been into science and stuff um but I've never but it took me a while to decide yeah PTing is what I want to do Mm. the reason why that is is because um and I feel like a lot of people still assume this Mm. that personal trainers are are just always motivated and like super duper fit all the time and you know they look a certain way and they have a certain level of fitness Mm -hmm. and I, I wasn't that person, like, yeah. as much as I enjoyed fitness and I enjoyed getting stronger, getting fitter, I wasn't, like, this super-duper, right, like, yeah. 
you know, like Olympic level fit person. You are real. You are yeah. like a regular person, <laughs> like, like gym. <laughs> you get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even that in itself, like it took me a while to be like, no, I, I actually do want to PT. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't need to, like, be shredded and rock hard everywhere. Yeah, and facts. Be able to be the fastest or the strongest before I get there. So. <laughs> and look at you now yeah so that's <laughs> when so i decided now. to start when i did decide just like everything else like before i decided to do pt there was like a bunch of other things that i explored mm. career-wise and um i've always like from from like my mid-teens i always um valued networking cool so and everything that i wanted to do i went through a lot of phases <laughs> Oh my god, I, really, I know the type of girl you were. One week you want to be this, the next week you're trying to be that, the next week you're trying to be this. And no, but it's not even trying to be. I was, I was just really open to exploring. Cool, right. And that's another th- thing that I feel like, um, you know, we take a granted in, mm-hmm. in our youth as well. Like, we actually have the capacity to really explore, but we're, a lot of us stress about, we're, we're pressured into picking a career path and sticking to it at such a young age Mm -hmm. whereas i really just wanted to explore my options um, and i saw i saw the world as my oyster (laughs) so i went into i looked into construction politics um i wanted to be a surgeon at one point and i feel like that's the one that kind of stuck like i wanted to go into medicine before before fitness i wanted to go into medicine wow imagine if, you know what if you went into medicine we would have never 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 cross paths with you but i just would have been a doctor that would have been banging gym like it started up at brixton street gym. that's so do you know what yeah imagine seeing shaz banging weights and then she's like yeah i'm a surgeon i feel like raw that's what i can ne- do you know what it is it's Understanding your why mm. makes sense how health is like the root, mm. regardless of like the career, your health or understanding health or bettering people's mm. health and all of that, that was still the root. Mm. But like, wow. So it was medicine because, well, I thought it was medicine because mm. I really enjoyed um, my sciences, especially mm. like biology or sciences around the human body in particular. Mm. Um, so even in chemistry and physics, they all interlink. Um, and meet in the middle to mm. look after, to help us understand our bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I thought it was medicine. It wasn't. It was <laughs> medicine. <laughs> That's it. You know I, I hate you. I hate That was me. I, I tried I, it, I, yeah. Do you know what? I literally wanted to go into law. Like, a part of me really wanted to be the next politician. And then I thought, this is dead. I would definitely get shot. So let me just stay in my place. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just stay in my place and make a couple of films and keep this method. Yeah. But I hate you. It's, do you know what? I think... It's so interesting um, when you see where people end up mm. because a lot of it's your core is like I said your core is gonna be the same regardless like and you know for you you saw it it came from a place that was close to home mm. do you get it? which I think is probably probably the biggest motivation that you've had to allow you to get to where you are because you know, it, it, it almost comes from a pain, from a struggle. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people forget that when they want to go into industries, when they want to go and do what they do, like, their why is so important. Absolutely. And I think one thing of you is you've managed to keep that and have it be an apparent thing throughout, like, your whole, quote-unquote, career. Do you get it? Mm. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about, so 
your maybe your hijab journey then because you started out as a non-hijabi and then you came into the game and became successful um obviously for what you do mm. but you were kind of the poster girl for mm. you know hijabi fitness hijabi pts all of that sort of stuff um what was that like kind of understanding that within that world <coughs> as okay cool because everybody you know every hijabi goes through their journey oh i yeah. was wearing it now i'm wearing it and i battle what i battle yeah but you are already you've laid out your foundation more mm. or less as a non-hijabi going into it as you know the muslim girl um you know and you're you're muslim you're black all of that sort of stuff it pe- whether we like it or not or we want that to be our label is given to us mm. do you get it so how did you kind of maneuver yourself in the industry doing that? Well, well, first and foremost, I, I, the how what helped me mm. like even start wearing wearing hijab mm. in gym or in fitness was literally looking at other people. Like I knew like I can't I could not have been the only person like yeah. trying to do this right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I really did do my research on Instagram and Google and stuff and tried to find women. Like obviously we know like of like women in the Olympics who right. have done it. Yes. So of course they mu- they must be like every day like mm-hmm. chicas like me like, like the regular girls, <laughs> the regulars, regulars <laughs> that be doing it. And that's that's what really helped me. So for me j- during that time, especially at the beginning, where where um, I mean even now you know people people still say like I'm the only person that they've seen and I find that so mad. Yeah. Like like why is that? Why yeah. why I found them before me. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it is it's mad when you're in it. Do you know mm. what I mean? But it's because you are doing something very publicly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's why for you you're you're always gonna come across whether it's through research, whether it's people coming to you mm. because of who you are, like I remember when um, lockdown happened and the gyms were open back up again and I was gymming in Eats. Mm. And I spoke to um, uh, Reva and she was telling me how, like, this is the first time she's ever seen somebody in, like, hijab in gym. Mm. And then we um, ended up having a conversation and another woman came in and she was a jilbabi. Mm. She's like, I'm a PT. And she wears, like, a jilbab, a niqab. And we were talking and I was like, that is lit i would be like you that is stuff like that that really inspires me like there's there was moments in my life where Mm. where i've seen hijab wearing women do Mm. their thing like you know there's and not even like recently like Mm -hmm. in throughout my life Mm -hmm. you know where i like there's one memory that i have of going to the park for a walk with my brother my cousin and i just noticed this woman in full jilbab with jogging that's lit. Do you know what I mean? Like she was jogging. It's just a mental note that I made, mm-hmm. or like you know, I I did um uh fundraising uh hike up Snowden. Cool. And like all the women that I went with were all wearing hijab. <laughs> like it wasn't so stopping them from doing yeah. anything. So it's just stuff like that that really helps me actually start doing it, and it made me easy. It made it easier for me to this, to do. Do you know what? That's this is what I wanted to get into as well because you know how. Oh, look, we love to talk about, you know, you find your tribe, you find mm. your peoples, all of that sort of stuff. And I think um, when you are surrounded by supporters or people that look like you and support you that you've never really met mm. or you come across them and you, you start to... For example, when I started doing a lot of my boxing stuff more publicly, I met hijabi women that mm. are in all types of industries. Um, 
rugby, you know, jogging, mm. um, basketball leagues, everything. And for me, it was like, wow, like, there's really a sisterhood out there. Mm. Um, and I think the exposure is always going to be what lacks. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I wanted to go into your support system. Like, how did your family react when you first said, this is what I want to go into, and then doing it as a hijabi? And what was your external support like? <laughs> you know, you know, going back to an African household here yeah, and telling them, I want to be a personal trainer. They'll look at you like, what? <laughs> Especially since you said you wanted to be a surgeon prior. So that's a mad transition to bring home. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I actually didn't I don't think I don't think there was a time where I actually went in and had that conversation. I was kind of just doing my thing. That's it. <laughs> she said you lot finna find out what I do. No, but I wasn't even thinking about all that. I was literally just doing my thing, yeah. you know. I was doing my A levels in 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 college mm-hmm. and then I was just like I I done that like I was studying um chemistry, biology and physics. So all I think chemistry, biology, and physics, Damn. and French. Um, and then after that, I was just like, "Well, I want to go. I want to keep studying and do sports sciences mm-hmm. and see where it takes me." I don't think I ever really sat down and was like, "So, I'm j- actually just trying to remember now that you've." <laughs> You're thinking, "Wait, I'm, I missed that part." <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I ever sat down wow. and was like, "Oh, so this is what I want to do now." Um, they may have, they may or may not have been on, I feel like my mum still thinks I want to do, I, I wanted to be a dietitian at one point in my life. Wow, okay. So, I, my mum still thinks I'm trying to, she's like, <laughs> she's, she's making her way there, don't worry about it. <laughs> she's just, I, I feel like she thinks that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that is so lit. <laughs> that is so cool. So, um, but no, but, um, you know how it is, like, when, there was a point where I just start because of the narrative of fitness in in our community, mm-hmm. like um, African Asian or just ethnic man. Just yeah. I feel like in general Anything, across the board, maybe, actually, right. yeah. we we associate going to the gym with trying to be skinny, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're going to the gym, you're it must be weight. because you think you're too big and you want to lose weight, right? So. And whereas for me, it was a routine. It's something that I would do several times a week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and there was a point that they actually started getting worried. Wow. So for me, it was me building myself up. And then also, like, because of the career that I wanted to pursue, mm-hmm. like, it was important to me. Right, like, it was fact. really important to me, like, to just hone my own skills mm-hmm. and, um, and then bring it to other people. Yeah, but um, there was a point, well, yeah, my parents struggled to, well, my dad struggled to understand that, um, and he was actually con- quite concerned, like, you, you don't need to keep going to the gym, mm. da, 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 da. but eventually, like, he realised that this is something I want to take seriously and go into, like, you know, he saw me studying and mm. stuff, and, um, like, he he understood that this is, like, I'm not... I, I, You're not I, abandoning everything, um, like, Yeah, I'm not abandoning it in. And also, I'm not doing it... I feel like his concern was that... Um, I thought there was something wrong with my body. Yeah, like an insecurity. Yeah. So you're doing it for others instead yeah. of this is what you want to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So he thought that's why I was going to the gym all the time. Mm-hmm. So I thought, so it's quite cute. Like, he was just like, that is so cute. Yeah. So, um, so it's it is it is it was a weird one it's just one of them things that was a bit that you know just took some time for him to really understand mm. and then eventually he saw what i was doing and mm. 
we used to just sit down and talk. He'd ask me for updates or like how things are going. That is and, so sweet. You know, how many clients do I have? Yeah. And like, um, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was feeling. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, when you've been in lockdown, you ain't feeling nothing. Now your feelings. It's all right, breathe. I know it's, it's, it can be a bit like when you, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> Even me trying to find the words right now. But, um, um, yeah, we can move on from that if people, but do you know what? I think that, you know, when you have support in, from within your family, I think it's such a, it's a different type of power. Mm. It's a different type of motivation because these are the people that raised you. These are the people that watched you grow. These are the people that despite everything, you're bound by blood Mm. and, you know, finding that sisterhood outside of your family is amazing. It's wonderful. But a lot of people when it comes to having home support is a difficult thing so you know that's something that a lot of people yeah you really need to cherish this because mm-hmm. <laughs> i remember when i first told my dad yeah my dad found out months after like mom knew mom mom like alhamdulillah mom is a she backs me do you know what i mean so i remember telling my mom yeah like doing boxing all of this sort of stuff and she was like she's like you're gonna start fighting <laughs> she was like because I wasn't a bad kid, but yeah. you know, I got into my fair, my fair shares of um, situations when I was young. <laughs> so um, when my mum found out that I was boxing, she was like, "Good, because at least you have discipline, mm. and it's a self defense thing, especially being Muslim. Like it was very important to her." Um, my dad now. Hmm. I remember the first time I sat him down. I was like, "Dad, by the way, like, you know, have been going gym. Like, I've been boxing, mm. and I think it's because it was boxing he had an issue with it." He was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he was spun. He was like, what do you mean? So you're thinking it's a man's sport. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the masculinity associated with it. And it's the fact and that... Da- danger as well, I suppose. It, yeah, but my dad came from it from a place of fear. So he, he was like, so what if someone hits you around the face now, what are you going to do? Like, you're gonna, you know, he's like, don't come home to me with a bloody face. And I was like, dad, I promise you, even nowadays, I'll be very honest, mm. he'll be like, so what, you had boxing, yeah? Hmm. And he would look at me up and down and be like... <laughs> My whole daughter did a boxing. <laughs> it hurts him. Obviously, like it's all love and it comes from a good place. But it's interesting because a lot of um, ethnic backgrounds or homes or families mm. associate fitness with men mm. as well. So there's a lot of, you know, people, you know, trying to be the first and trying yeah. to be the only. And I feel like that's just really... It's, it's inspiring at first, but then it becomes really toxic because you're, yeah. you're trying to gatekeep this whole thing That's as opposed to trying to make it easier for other people to mm. get into. Um, and you see it a lot, like, in this day and age, mm. like, there, there are big, big public figures on mm. Instagram trying to claim first and only brown Muslim PT. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, don't make me at anybody, okay? <laughs> No, do you know what it is? Don't make me at anybody. It's not the type of show. But um, do you know what? It's, I think that is such an interesting conversation that people don't want to have mm-hmm. because it's the ownership. It's like, you know what? It's, it's kind of that, that typical story of someone makes it out of the hood, but they don't want to tell people how they made it out of the hood. <laughs> they just want to come and take their peas and be the only one. Yeah. And it's... I think people are valuing the wrong things. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. There's, it's inevitable. There's always going to be a first for everything because that's how a path is made, right? Mm. But 
they're I think the label people you know how heavy is the head that wears the crown right so do you really want to be that person mm. do you really understand what comes of being the first or like the importance of it because just shouting that label out mm. doesn't sit right with me personally. especially when it's not true <laughs> Tell them this is your time to shine. Tell them I was here before all of y'all. Period. No, I mean it's not even that, sis. Yeah. It's not even that. You really want to sit there and pretend that like you don't see all these women. Facts. Yeah. Like you really want to pretend like you were. You like, were yeah. You want to sit at a table <laughs> at an event and pretend you don't know who I. Am. Yeah. And do you know what? Do you know this is something? Um, I had a conversation with somebody and I said, paying homage is the most important mm. thing. Once you feel like you've made it or you where you've got mm. to a place where you can do that. Mm. because there's always going to be people that came before us mm. whether they made it to the le- the lengths that you have is a different mm. situation but your inspiration came from somewhere right? absolutely so paying homage is such an important thing and i think when i see stuff like that it irritates me i'll mm. be so real with you because it's like we're all supposed to be in this together right mm. like we're all <clears throat> like the whole point of us being so publicly um, open about what we do or so we put ourselves out there into the public because let's be honest like if we could all choose the private life and the success the mm. more nine times out of ten people would choose that so for you or for anybody else who does that publicly there's what's the word like i just think i just think that people don't understand what comes of that mm. you know and it's like how how can you just how dare you just sit there and come and claim and count this. everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so get all of that, man. Pay homage. I think there's a there's a level of I mm. think people are so self involved mm. in being respected that they don't have respect for others. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's a it's a common thing in the fitness industry. Yeah. I mean it's everywhere. It is definitely it is everywhere. Yeah. Um. And then and it, going back to what you said um mm-hmm. about having that responsibility, um and it just reminded me of um Helena Aiden. Yes. Um and her story. Yeah. Um, so powerful. And you know I think it's it's I, I, like I always go back to it as a reference point. I've always admired her career mm-hmm. and or her as a person mm-hmm. rather. And I think it's just it's it's we need it's really. It's really important that she shared her story with Definitely. us. 100%. Like, from start to beginning, how it was being, like, one of the first hijabis in the game mm-hmm. and doing what she was doing mm-hmm. and just really, ultimately, going back to her core values and principles. Right, facts. And leaving what what she felt was damaging to her. I feel mm-hmm. like it's, first and foremost, we're Muslim as... Period. Period. And we always need to um, have that at the forefront of our minds in Mm. whatever we do, any career path we choose. May Allah make it easy for us. Amen, man. And I think a lot of us get so caught up in the career that we forget to even see that we're even viewed as Muslim women, period. Mm. So despite despite your talent, despite your this, despite your that, the truth is a lot of the time people are picking you because you're different. Mm. Do you get it? And for us to go into certain careers or certain, um, you know, building certain bridges for our communities, our people, our sisters, like, Mm. your display of faith is very important. And there's a lot of, um, what's the word? There's a lot of situations that can occur where people will test that. 
mm. because you're Muslim. Do you get? Um, I don't know if you actually ever experienced anything like this, where somebody kind of tries to maybe fit your faith in their bubble. Do you know what I mean? So by that, like, um, I don't know if you've ever been to a shoot or anything like that, mm. where you've made it clear that okay if i do this i'm gonna only do this and i'm gonna dress very modestly because this is ultimately Mm. who i am like Mm. if you want me this is what comes with me and they might agree to that and then on the day of the shoot you know Mm. they might give you something that is a bit more tight or is a bit more Mm. x y and they try and test that Mm. i feel like i feel like it from my experience Mm -hmm. it hasn't been a thing where you know people have deliberately attempted to test me cool it's just ignorance um, mm. like just not knowing and just literally just being ignorant <laughs> and then also um just lack of knowledge that um you know each muslim woman has different levels of modesty right um so for example what the sister that would that was here at one point in time would have worn i i'm not necessarily gonna wear for right, example yeah. i like covering my neck covering my arms covering my legs do you yeah, know what i mean really whereas some people feel comfortable um, you know we're all at different stages of right. our journey Definitely. for example I'm here now with a jogging bottom and jogging bottoms and top yeah. the next Muslim who comes in will, will be in just bab in yeah. the cub like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's just it's all different so I feel like there's a lack of understanding in that sense in mm. in across the board with um, with people who who try to work with Muslims um, but that's also why like I know I, cl- I peep that quite early so mm. now when I come on set and stuff I always have I'll put notes in like my email or you know well, this is a criteria if, yeah this yeah. is a criteria if wardrobe is being provided for me but I always have my backup <laughs> because but do you know what I think because you're you're a good person so mm. you think ahead and you will bring your own and all x mm. y and z but, but I, all of this 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 is this bit I've, there's been six years you know right so that was the beginning and then there's now do you get it <laughs> so i think journey. i think you know what i think there's a level of responsibility <clears throat> these anybody that books you needs to do their research mm. um whether it's by speaking to you prior whether it's mm. by understanding okay cool like maybe you know we shouldn't just go with the concept in our head if it's not going to align with what she does or what yeah. she believes in yeah. like i think it's a bit I don't think people have as much right to be ignorant nowadays mm. as maybe they did 20, 30, yeah. 40, 50 years ago. Like even down to getting PR packages with like stuff that I can't wear. Do you get like it? Like their leggings with like mesh, oh. see through, so like. The stress babes. Of I, <laughs> like my darling. Like, do, you, do you want me to pair this with my hijab? Do you like, know what and I mean? then <laughs> make it just. <laughs> Make it make sense, guys. Please. That, people, like, thank you for the gift. But thank I you. Can't wear it ever. I, I can maybe show the package. You know, go buy that. But I don't know. I might have to give it away. But I just think that's mad. Like, yeah. like it's not something that people. I don't even want to say have the right to. I think everyone has the right to. You know, it's knowledge is knowledge. But mm. come on, come on. We're we're so far in the game, and we're you so... and you really want to profit off of modest fashion, right? So, so at least do the modest. work. Do, <laughs> not even do be be mod. Do the work. Yeah, do your due 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 diligence. So if you're gonna mm-hmm. um put out, or not even modest fashion, but if you're going to have any type of hijabi or, or just whoever the person you've chosen to be your diversity token that day (laughs) token muslim girl baby like we all know how the game is okay like do your research (laughs) 
That's all. I'll be honest, it makes me mad. <laughs> it makes me mad because it's but, like, why should I even have to think maybe I should bring her back up? Mm. Why? No other model, no other... Mm. Nobody else would ever have to think like that. Mm. Nobody else... Like, what if... Um, God forbid, say I had um, a rash or some form of skin cancer or whatever, and, you know, I'm sure if that was something that was known, they would be tailored to that. Mm. So why is it that now I am obvious, obviously covered? I'm mm. obviously a Muslim woman, or I'm obviously blatantly a modest woman. Mm. Why is that not... Why do I have to work extra yeah. for something that you're, you've asked me to be on? Yeah. You want me to, to come and help your campaign or whatever it may be. Mm. Ultimately, you're going to profit off of Yeah. Why, why am I doing extra work? But it's, 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 it's just a problem across the board because, you know, we're still trying to get, you know, the right foundation on mm. set. We're still trying to get a hairstylist that can style black hair. You Facts, know, like, yes. people are having to do their hair before they go on set because mm. we, we don't want it to be fucked up <laughs> when yeah, it's yeah, yeah. released. Yeah, like, it's we're having to bring our own foundations. Mm. Like, it's just, um, it's, it's just a problem everywhere. One of the best sets that I've been on, actually. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Sorry, it. I don't know if we have time, but no, no, we have time. It was when um, it was when I went to um, it was when I when I did a thing for Nike in Paris when they did their uh, Nike women's football uh, campaign camp uh, yeah presentation. Cool. And but the, because the set and the crew were so big i feel like they had the capacity to cater to everybody cool. whereas on smaller sets mm. it might be a bit harder like literally i had um like they there was somebody to cater to my every need but whereas i was just a bit like just shy yeah. to ask mm-hmm. like because i felt and this is the thing like what i've always been like sh- like not shy but just it's like you don't want. I don't want. I don't want a problem. I don't want to be a problem for yeah. people on set. So it's like, oh, is it okay if I get something in an extra large size? Yeah, which in itself is, is okay? a problem. <laughs> yeah, like I think that as a and a lot of people who are like a lot of hijabis go through that. Yeah, like they feel like they will be disturbing somebody mm. or they don't want that, but mm. you're entitled to that. That's yeah. why you're here. Do you yeah, know what I mean? like, like can I have this a bit looser? And I'd like be hesitant to ask, but after going on that set, yeah, as much as it was like a big crew and a big team, and they had the capacity to uh, accommodate, mm. I I came back with a different energy. <laughs> I was like, I'm not accepting anything less. Period. Yes, your standards have been pushed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but that's what it is. Like, do you know what I think? With because you you were lucky enough to have that experience mm. so you saw it differently you saw two sides of the industry so mm. okay cool so why have i now why so i'm in a whole different country first of all because up, mean, up until that point i was told well this is just the industry babes ah uh, no it's like, not you know what i mean so then i was like hold on hold on a minute that, that was lying that's a lie <laughs> they are true liars if they hit you with that line about this is just the industry why am i here so now? why are we why are we not changing it <laughs> in big people love to throw it. it's 2021 change it how about that? I, I even hate saying it's 2021 or it's 2020, whatever. But in this case, my G, that's not the industry. Mm. Because if you're bringing me into this industry, then clearly you have to tailor to me. Mm. Do you get it? So I just think that's mad. Mm. Like, I just honestly, like I've, that's something that I feel like will take a long time for people to, for us as women to build the confidence to say no or to mm. have the confidence to be like, actually, this is what I'm about. But also mm. for the industry to unlearn 
how they should tailor to us. Because this is how we end up compromising little by little by little by little until we're sick and tired, like Helena Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> and you know what? And this, this is why a lot of people, are, this is where their dean plays into play. Mm. Because if you are someone that is quite strong in your dean and in your faith and you, you, know, you have that moral compass within you, you will be the, the Helima Aiden that walks out and tells them this is dead, like, I came in a type of way, like, this is what it needs to be, and if you don't respect that, then I'm out. Mm. But then, unfortunately, we have a lot of people that lose sight of all of that, and, mm. you know, they can come in a hijabi being a success that way, and, you know, mm. everybody being there and supporting them. Because we feel like we have to make these compromises to get the jobs. To be successful. Yeah. And it's... For me, it's a scary thought because I remember, I remember a year or two ago where I saw a lot of um, hijabi influencers who, you know, made it based off of the fact they were hijabi. And then, I, like, one by one, everyone just started taking off their scarf. And I remember sitting there thinking, this is mad. <laughs> From an outsider looking in, right? Because mm, mm. obviously... You will never really understand somebody's journey. They kind of they could have been battling that from before they yeah, even made yeah, yeah. it, right? But this is also also another thing I want to talk about is the responsibilities of being in the public eye. Yeah. Of being in the public eye. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think especially as people of faith, we're outwardly displaying our faith, right? There is a level of accountability that needs to be taken. Do you get it? Because, like you said, whether you're publicly doing what you do or privately doing what you do, the struggle is there regardless. Yeah. Right. But when you privately do something, you're not. You don't need to explain yourself to a certain extent. Mm. And I think a lot of people get offended who are in and around the industry mm. when they get. Obviously, there's a way. There's a way to come and question somebody or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Of but course. I think there needs to be a level of accountability there mm. because. If that was the basis of your career, five, six years, seven years down the line, you remove that, yeah, your identity to a certain extent, how people knew you, how you got to where you got to, is taken away. Yeah. And I think when you feel like you don't owe anybody anything becomes an issue mm. because you've chosen to put a part of your life into the public eye. Mm. So the part of the that part that was there visibly and now you've decided to take away, there is an accountability there. I think people need I to agree. become more comfortable in speaking on that. I agree. But um also inversely, I feel like as as a from a consumer perspective, mm. we need to be more um like, you know, the onus is also on us to not overly like for example, like I don't know, I could take off my hijab tomorrow for whatever right. reason. Well, mm. I could even start wearing a cap tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> right, yeah, for real. Do you know what I mean? But what, what, whatever decision I make, like, some people will like it and some people will hate mm, it. Of course. And if I were to take off my hijab tomorrow and suddenly people, for whatever reason, again, and, um, you know, people had all the opinions, it, I feel like as, as a consumer, from, from seeing all of these things happen with other influencers and seeing people post their reaction videos i'd hate to be on the other end of that yeah it's because it's like again like you said you don't know what what the sister's going through instead of trying to be understanding Mm -hmm. and you know just you know just allowing the sister a time like it's not it's just as it's not a big big it's not an easy decision to start wearing it in this day and age Mm -hmm. like it also can't be that easy especially if you've grown up with it like it's just 
I feel like people need to mind their business <laughs> or, or have compassion and understanding. Yeah, I think understanding and compassion is like, we need to learn to be more um, forward with that mm. when it comes to that. And then also ask yourself, why are you, why am I upset? Why am yeah. I upset that so-and-so took off hijab? Yeah, why, is yeah, that, yeah. why is that upsetting why is that me so much? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> like how, how much of myself have, have I invested mm. in this person who I've so never seen before? To, yeah. You it's know? wild, you know. Uh, do you know what I think? Um, I just personally, I I think the accountability is where people now can make their decision to feel mm. a type of way or not. Mm. Because if I'm a consumer of your product, mm. say for example, um, you know you're you're a hijabi and then you become successful and then you start selling hijabs or whatever mm. in and around that line yeah i, I invest into that and yeah. then two three years down the line you take it off yeah your reasons for taking it off is yours and yours yeah, only yeah. that's between you and god i get? definitely feel like the consumer need need, would need the explanation we but just, in their own time of, no, no, <laughs> facts that's what it is the explanation needs yeah. to be given but it doesn't need to be forced for then and there mm. do you see what i'm saying mm. and i think when um people don't give the explanation mm. I don't like to say it becomes a problem, but it just, it's just like- Seems disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. it just kind of makes you feel like, raw. like why did I even invest in you? Like, am I, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. And then it just, I don't know. I just personally- Feel like you've been hoodwinked. <laughs> I feel like I've been robbed. <laughs> feel like you, I don't know what you did yeah, but you robbed me and I don't like how I feel. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a sensitive topic because it ultimately is going to be your journey and mm. it is something between you and God. Yeah. Um, but I want to move away from this. I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> keep it stepping. Let's keep it stepping. Shaz fits. You know, you are somebody that is someone that's quite established, I would say, to a certain extent. Like you, you know, you've made your mark. People know who you are. You know, you're doing things with Nike. Like you're, you're, you're that, you're that hijabi girl. Like you're, when people think fitness, when people think, oh, who's the Muslim girl in fitness right now? Who's that person? It's you, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, I don't know how much actually you're aware of that, but I think as an outsider- I just find it really weird here. I know, it's so strange. <laughs> it's like, you know, someone's singing a happy birthday to you, you're just sitting just there. like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, do you know what it is? It gets like that and, um, you know, you have your why, you have mm. your what, but what do you want to do with who you are or the, or the staple that you've put out there for yourself? Like, what is your goal to a certain extent? Do you even have a goal? I, I have goals all the time, boo. Okay. But, <laughs> that's how she stays winning. Okay. But, but, but they're not, there's, it's not necessarily an end goal. Cool. You know, I feel like that's unrealistic if it's something that you want to do for a lifetime. Facts. <laughs> like, okay. Or, or I might not want to do it for a lifetime. I won't know until I've gone to that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but what I do know is that right now, um, or from when I've started, mm. um, like I said, I've had my why and my purpose. And um, right now, it's especially um, since the pandemic has started, it's, I've been going back on what my purpose really is. Right. Because obviously gym's shut. I'm not training people in the gym anymore. So what am I doing? What what even who am I? Morris needs to open up these gyms. You know, so who, who who am I? Right. And what 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 are my core values, you know, in my mm-hmm. personal life, in my work? Um It's a reset. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just reflecting on those things and honestly it's um it's an act of service like 
as much as I enjoy training for myself, I there's a certain type of way that I'd like to train my women. So it's not just physical, it's not just counting reps and sets mm. and that 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 it's it's a whole process, you know, it's building a mindset, it's building right. a sustainable um lifestyle change, it's working through trauma inadvertently, yes. you know, because you know, like what my ladies choose to share share with me is, you know, varies. Sometimes the conversations can get deep. Sometimes, you know, it's very surface level what they share. Mm. But I know that everyone's always be no one wants to start training or invest in a PT or invest in gym just because for no reason. Yeah, it's never just one reason. Mm. Um so even it whether it's weight loss, weight gain, there's always a there's always the whole story, you know, it's always the bigger picture. And this is it's just something that I'm really passionate about. Like Do you know what? Let's let's talk about that because yeah. I feel like we've covered the health, the fitness, mm. and people um undermine how much a PT session or just training can be therapy. Mm. You know, it they say fitness is one of the best or one of the most influential things that helps with your mental health mm. you know um especially when you find a personal trainer or you find a gym partner that you can speak to and you can and you're comfortable around like how much has your mental health or how much has your fitness furthermore influenced your mental health um, vice versa yeah vice versa like even with your clients how how much growth have you seen in their mental state from mm. when you started training them to maybe now you know yeah um i mean that's definitely not a straightforward answer of <laughs> it's course. a very loaded question but um but it is it's definitely a journey um mm. like for myself and for my clients um and it's i definitely see a change like so you know a client some and it, it, you notice it in little things like the language they'll use with mm. themselves so and it's really it's really sad and it might be triggering for some people so right, yeah um you know like i'll have clients that will come and basically tell me how much they hate themselves and that's why they want to book me yeah and it's really it's I really it's really sad i mean for you to be hearing that as somebody that obviously you're there to do what you your job ultimately right and yeah. you're there to help that person but for you to also hear that understanding now how much to a certain extent, power you have mm. over how they feel now about mm. themselves. Like, how do you even take that? Um, I didn't actually think of it, but I don't see it from that perspective. For me, it's more of a thing where, where for now, I hear you. Cool. But my 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 overall messaging is that you do realize that wanting to improve yourself mm. doesn't doesn't need self hate as a prerequisite interesting yeah you know like so i can decide that i want to do better for myself but i don't need to first decide that i hate myself yeah um i i can i can love all the things about me and just and still want to improve yeah Mm. um so and it could be you know i might have an illness i could have a Mm. heart disease i could be struggling mentally Mm. and you know these are all struggles and I can still strive to do better. So these are things that I hear and it's not something that, that will change in one conversation. Right, so definitely. upon that first conversation, it's not something that I can really, I'm not a therapist. Right, definitely. You know? 
Um, so it's not something that I can tackle right there and then, but there are th- there are methods that I can use during the course of training this person that will help flip yes. that around. Yeah. Um, and even just something as simple as self-affirmation, you know, and, and just self-affirmations and even me just using words of encouragement while they're training mm-hmm. and picking up on certain things and building a rapport, allowing that person to, you know, share what they feel comfortable sharing, mm. um, having somewhere to vent um, to a certain extent. Because again, yeah. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> Let's talk about sister circuit. Mm. Let's talk about, you know, what you do, um, not necessarily through gym, but you know, that's still your businesses. That's still who you are. Like, take it, you promote <laughs> yourself, do what you gotta do. Like, I'd love, because this is why I'm here, really. This yeah. is my whole kind of drive for, to build, you know, uh, a safe space for people who look like me, you know, people from ethnic backgrounds to come and speak on their success and speak on who they are and what they want to do and also ultimately promote themselves. Like, that's the platform. Yeah. Well, actually, I was I, I was also going to gonna say, like, my my brand, so to speak, is mm. not just PT. Yes. Um, so it's not just one-to-one training. So mm. I also have my sister circuit. Mm. Um, and it's a women's only circuit training class that... Um, that was running at the Brixton Street Gym every Sunday. It's completely women's only space. Yeah. Um, and um, since the pandemic, I've been running it online on Zoom. And that, cool. the reason why I started running that class is, um, well, the surface level reason is because you know, as women, we want women's only. Uh, well, there are women who want women only spaces to train in and feel yeah. comfortable. Just uh, man free zones. <laughs> man free zones like yeah and um you know just having that as like a, a circuit especially at the Brixton street gym the mm. women will be doing uh, will have a chance to do a bunch of exercise all within an hour mm. that they probably wouldn't usually do if they were training by themselves yeah um that's a surface level reason that's why i used to bring people in but <laughs> like, yeah, now i've got you here so let me tell you what it's really about <laughs> that's but- it <laughs> But really what it is, it's just a space for, you know, just a safe space for women to come through and um, have have a space to, uh, god damn, I forget words. Like bond and, you know, train. And yeah, just, just have an outlet. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm saying. Just have an outlet, physical outlet to come mm-hmm. through um, and do their thing. Sometimes we work as individually. Sometimes I get women to partner up and we cool. go through the circuits together. So I like to switch it up and not tell you in advance. Wow. <laughs> she's, she's a surprise chick. You pull up and you don't know what's happening. She's <laughs> like, just come through, it's fine. Um, and, and it's just it, all these little elements, like even, you know, like the women will come down, like some of the ladies will, will have started setting up the circuit before I've even arrived. Mm, like, that's you know, like so they know by now cool. and then... And again, it's like you said, it's just building that that um, that kinship, that sisterhood, mm. um, and just like everything I do in fitness, it's yeah. never just about the physical. Yeah. Like the cool down is really important to me mm. in my class, because um, um, after we do the circuit and you've worked from your body, you like you've really pushed yourselves to your limits. Um, you might you might finish the session feeling various ways. So you could have finished, you could have come to the end of the circuit and felt like, yeah, I smashed this. Yeah. Or you could have reached the end and think, no, that was shit. Yeah. Like I need to do better. Yeah. Like I'm coming and I'm not improving. Mm. And, uh, uh. That's not so, my day. So you, you, 
people have and it's like oh my god i've got the rest of the day to go through da, 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 da. or you know like and then it's just going back to you never know what someone's going through so i like to finish the session after the sister circuit do a nice cool down mm. go through some flows some stretches mm. put on i have this playlist called um um a mantra cool down playlist okay so it's basically a playlist that has like songs that i think are basically mantras okay like so that they the the words in the song are really positive and um self-affirming uplifting so um like um in the aries um um video okay song Okay, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm like, yes, oh, no, no. no. Okay, or like, um, um, Mostef's Umi. Okay, Matt yeah. Umi's there, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know where. Wow. That's in there. That's lit, is that what you're but, playing? But no, but there's all different sides, like, like there's Jean cool. Aiko, like Janae oh, Aiko. Janae Aiko, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, she came back. I got it. I got it to myself. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like all different types of genres in there, but it's just all uplifting stuff. Yeah. So I play that just to brainwash you into wow. <laughs> leaving the place feeling happy. That's lit. Um, and then also in the cool down, you know, I do um self affirmations, mm. breath work. Um, even if it's just even if the cool down's like five minutes, like yeah. depending on how much, like five to ten minutes, I feel like it makes a difference. Mm. Um, and it's what makes it stand out from like the regular a regular just go sweat leave kind of plus yeah definitely okay so yeah and then as as well as that i also um i i model um mm-hmm. and through modeling i discovered that i really enjoy styling cool um, so head wrap styling in particular yes. so through styling myself and you know doing my my own hijabs and my head wraps um, which uh, which are different by the way yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just let the audience know <laughs> she, pronoun, like, she knows the difference <laughs> no i've been knowing the difference but people don't know the difference so yeah it's true definitely um and um so i remember the first time i styled my hijab my head my hijab in a head wrap style cool um for this cultural shoot that I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm Mauritian. Yes. So I wanted to, you know, wear something that would pay homage to my um, heritage. Mauritian heritage. Love that. Um, and part of that was like the Sega dress. So Sega is a type of dance that we do. Well, not that I do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know you can dance, but. <laughs> that we do on like, um, and you know, this is a dance that stemmed from, um, from, uh, like I guess when we were enslaved, mm. and it's a form, it's um, it's it's an expression of rebellion, mm. resistance, and it's powerful, and yeah, and power, and also celebration. Mm. So I did a head wrap style at this time. I was still early days in hijab, so I was completely. I I wanted to do it while still covering my neck. Yeah, and I had like three scarves and like wow the layers just yeah and and there were three scarves with three different colors wow i wanted i wanted those three particular colors in them and i made it work girl and i guess that's where it was born like Mm. and i did a thing and it looked cool yeah so now i actually style head wraps for people who on photo shoots um or events super cool (laughs) Uh, do you know what i think um that might could you would you agree in saying that that was the 
turning point in finding your identity within hijab? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> it's like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> no, because this is my hijab style. Where I have my hijab now is my hijab okay. style. Sometimes I like to get creative with it, and that's where the head wraps come in and mm. just go back to my, you know, culture. I love, that. No, I love that. That's lit. Okay, so sister circuit. Um, you do obviously your PTs, your one to ones. Yeah. You do the head wraps. Um, all of these are all, all um, umbrellas under servitude, serving sisters, sisters wow. serving sisters. Cool. <laughs> where did you? Where did that name come from? Like, what? How did you come up with the serving sisters? kind of label i guess no it's not a label i'm just describing what it is oh. <laughs> look at me do you know what it is yeah i feel like because you do so much yeah. then maybe there's just not a meaning behind everything yeah. that's the moral of today no 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 so no what it is no i understand your question cool. but i know why you why you might have thought that it was like a late like a, a brand thing right yeah but no it's not what i mean is it's just that like for example i enjoy styling myself I didn't immediately then start styling other people. It was yeah. something actually one time my friend um, had a shoot with her daughter who was mm-hmm. just starting to do modeling and acting herself. Super cool. And she wanted me to just come on set and, you know, help style them with their head wraps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did that. And then it was after having done that, I was like, I could really do this. Okay. This could be a thing. I enjoy. I can really come. I then, I then just similar to you know how I leave ladies feeling with my PT or yeah. sister circuit. Like my goal is to just have you feel amazing. Mm, um, love that. You know whether it's short term or long term. Like mm. I just want you to constantly be reminded of how, um, you know, fab fabulous you are, how mm. strong you are, how how. Um, how whole you are as a person mm. and obviously head wraps is just a head wrap but it's the process of just making someone feel beautiful yeah. and you know I, I i really enjoy that just having like them really just feel themselves on a shoot or at an event and really feel that, that queen energy queen, <laughs> other people feel like queens yeah. we love it we love it Oh my god, this has actually been so <laughs> good. Uh, where can the people find you? Um, y'all can find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, underscore Shazfit is my um, is my handle. Mm-hmm. That's my main platform, really. I also I have should. a website. Yeah. Um, it's shazfit.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Links all in the description. Yeah. Before we round off, I've really oh, we're not rounding off. We're not around the door. We're not around the door. Okay, sure. <laughs> wow. She has more. Wow. I'm just give you the show. How, how about that? <laughs> Thank you. Grandpa started my online coaching. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> online coaching. So, okay. online coaching is something that I recently launched. Cool. We are in February at the time of recording. <laughs> yes, in February. This might be out in March, but we're in February right now. <laughs> so, I launched this at the beginning of the month and cool. It's something that I've been off putting well since the start of the pandemic in March. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I was really hanging on to my um face to face PT and I I guess a part of it was um was a fear of change. Yes, okay. Just a fear of changing the way I do things, um, or the way I the way I yeah the way I, I I function especially um, when you have a formula that works yes now it's yes, like yes. I can do this but then I have to do it like this and yeah. it still work and oh, yeah 
the fear of the unknown yeah know? the fear of the unknown and just fear of having to change things up like i have i'm in in that sense as much as i've been going through the i go with the flow a lot of the time through my career like i that it's it's a trait that i'm trying to work on like yeah. I I and it's something that I get from my dad I think he's very stubborn in his ways <laughs> and I I feel like I do that sometimes like I I need that something to be like this mm. like and like and you know leave little room for adaptation and change right. when it comes to myself mm. anyway like with other people I'm all for it. yeah <laughs> I'm the exact same I if I know what I like mm. I'm gonna stick with that yeah but with everybody else I'm like try something yeah. new build yourself and I don't and I don't realize it until something like this has happened right, and yeah. I'm just like I really don't want to change the way I run my business <laughs> like yeah. I'm really happy for all of you guys who are who are pivoting you're over doing, to online. Yeah. You're doing amazing and you're thriving, but I'm going to resist and just wait <laughs> until the gyms open again. Yeah. As of now, I'm just like, do you know what? Like, I'm I'm putting my own self in a rut right, because yeah. I'm creating barriers for my own self. Like, I know what it is that I enjoy doing. This is something that I'm passionate about. And the reason why I'm upset is because I, I can't do it right now. Right. When in fact, I can do it. I'm just not choosing to do it in the way that I'm able to do it right That's, now. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the given circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, launched my online coaching. Yes. You can find... Um, um, my aim with my online coaching platform is to basically give you the next... Like, the second best thing to face-to-face. Um, and it actually comes with some extra features that my previous uh, that I'd like to continue once I do start face-to-face training as well cool. so once you sign up with me mm-hmm. um online you will have access to this app cool which has everything that basically you'd ever want in a fitness app it has mm-hmm. tracking and it's more than just a weight tracker um and there's a lot of flexibility with it in terms of your availability because it's not a live face-to-face class or even a live online thing. You right. can do it in your own time, but I'll also be there to guide you each and every step of the way. Perfect. You have full access to me. Yeah. Like love that. And it's just, it's just, it, it. I've really enjoyed being able to connect with women in that way again, um, even if it is online. Do you know what? It's it's almost as if you've taken your in-person experience mm. and you've reshaped it to have the same experience just digitally you mm. know and i think the fact that you can actually carry those traits and have it be successful is amazing like i'm so proud of you girl thank you because <laughs> I, so, I know how like annoying online can be like mm. trying to do the whole digital wave especially yeah. if you're very traditional in your face-to-face mm. routine and it works for you yeah so the fact that you've managed to cross I, over yeah style of training that. is very personal and mm. it's just i i can i can bring it online too period i can't just, i conquered <laughs> it in person let me conquer it online too yeah <laughs> i love that so where can people access your um online courses so you can um so you can um, sign up on my website, so shazfit.co.uk. Cool. There's like this little mini questionnaire that you do, like you let me know your goals and cool. you know what you want to get, what you want, want from me. Mm-hmm. And then I'll hit you back up with a co- and we'll have a conversation and then we'll take it from there. Love that. So <laughs> um, link to her website is also going to be in the description. 
Um, are you done? <laughs> <laughs> I had to come make sure this time, you know? Um, the girl does a lot, so we love that. Like. Yeah, no, I feel like if I was gonna keep talking, we would keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, know, it's, I know it's too well. But before I round off here, I like to do this thing. Everyone's gonna hate me. Everyone hates me for this, yeah? Riddles. I like I hate riddles. riddles. I know. Everybody, but you know what? I tailored this riddles. Just for Just you. for me. It's, it's a gym related riddle. Amazing. Yeah? So, <laughs> do you know how excited I get? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm a bit, I'm a dad joke papa girl. Do you know what I mean? I love a good mm. riddle. Okay. Why did Cinderella fail her PT class? Because she lost her shoe. <laughs> You're on the right track. You're on the right track, Chris. <laughs> You're there. Okay, why did Cinderella fail PT class? Um, PT? P-E, see. P-E class. P-E class. Because her shoe was made of glass. <laughs> <laughs> they're not very, they're not very functional. Oh, oh my God. No. <laughs> Imagine putting up in glass heels to, to train. <laughs> because it was after midnight. No. <laughs> What, where was she? I'm gonna give you a clue. Where did what did she leave? What did she leave? Yeah, like when she when she left the place that she left, where was she? PE class. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask the question again. Okay. Why did Cinderella fail, fail PE class? class? So I need to know where she was before the PE class. No, but in Cinderella's story, story what's she, her story? She 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 was she was at her stepmother's house. And then where did she go? To the, to the ball? Yeah, the ball. Okay, ball is a key word. <laughs> no, but she lost the ball. No. <laughs> she ran away from the ball. Yeah, she kept running from the ball. <laughs> that's so dumb. That's lit. I think that's a funny that's thing I've heard today. <laughs> My guy said she ran away from the ball. That's <laughs> Oh my god. Chaz, it's been a pleasure. Loved, love this episode. Obviously, hopefully, inshallah, you know, have you back maybe later down the line. Inshallah. You lot, make sure you check out all of her, everything, all of her, everything. It's going to be in the description below. And yeah, I'll see you lot next time. Peace. See y'all. Bye. <laughs>